This is WSFI Spotlight, a conversation with Catholics living in the light. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special episode of WSFI Spotlight. I'm Bill Snyder. Today, I have as my guest Maureen Malloy Ferguson. She is the Senior Policy Advisor for the Catholic Association. She is a frequent speaker and commentator on Catholic issues in the public square, particularly the pro-life movement, religious freedom, and the family. Maureen, uh, we've talked with you before, but uh, there's now a new update in the case for the Little Sisters of the Poor case. Can you give us an update and fill us in on what is happening with that case? Sure. There was a very interesting development at the Supreme Court yesterday, and on the one hand, it's a win. On the other hand, it's not quite a definitive win. So what the Supreme Court said yesterday is that, number one, the government can impose fines on the Little Sisters of the Poor for refusing to include contraception and abortion-inducing drugs in their health plan. And if your listeners have been paying attention to this fight over the HHS mandate, uh, part of that is that the government is imposing massive, really draconian fines. It, It would be millions of dollars in fines for the Little Sisters of the Poor simply for saying, no, you can't use our health plan to distribute contraception. So, number one, the Supreme Court yesterday said, okay, back off, government. You can't impose these fines on the Little Sisters of the Poor and other similar charities, Catholic hospitals, religious uh, educational institutions, and other charities. So, number one, that, that was definitely a win. Number two, the Supreme Court said, We're going to push this back to the lower court. Uh, The Supreme Court asked both sides in the case for supplemental briefs saying, hey, listen, guys, can't we just find a compromise here? And the Little Sisters said, well, sure, because you, the government, can give away contraceptives. You just don't have to involve us. And the government, the Obama administration, and their supplemental briefs, kind of said, you're right, we really don't need to hijack your plan. We could just give them away ourselves. So the the compromise, the quote-unquote compromise, is obvious. And the Supreme Court has now kind of pushed this back to the lower courts to say, hey, guys, can't you find a compromise and work this out? So we're very hopeful, and, and yesterday's unanimous ruling really portends Uh, a victory for religious liberty, although the Supreme Court did make it clear that they were not actually ruling on the merits of the case. So the battle is not over yet, and the Little Sisters have to kind of relitigate this in the lower court. And uh, why do you think that the Supreme Court did not take a stand on this uh, definitively? Was there some underlying issue with the Supreme Court taking a definitive stand on this? Well, Supreme Court, what happens behind closed doors at the Supreme Court is a real mystery, and it's frequently subject to speculation. But we do know with the Scalia vacancy uh, that it, it, the court clearly didn't want to make a definitive ruling one way or another, which is why they took this very unusual step of remanding it to the lower courts in the way that they did. So the speculation is that 
they may have been split for four, but they didn't want to kind of uh, be deadlocked, and they didn't want to leave the Little Sisters and these other charitable groups in limbo. Um, but, but that is not, uh, that's only speculation. Uh, there was a concurring opinion from Justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor kind of making clear that they were not ruling on the merits of the case. Um, but interestingly enough, that was not signed by the other two liberal justices. So it could be that even some of the liberal justices, maybe Stephen Breyer, uh, we don't know, um, were more sympathetic to the Little Sisters. So again, it's speculation, but this is a very unusual situation with uh, the Scalia vacancy, and that's probably why um, the Chief Justice Roberts and some of the other justices are probably trying to find a way to settle this without kind of coming down clearly on one side or the other. But that being said, the the compromise that the Supreme Court seems to be pushing the lower courts towards is just that the government gives away contraceptives if they want to, and they leave the Little Sisters Health Plan alone. And that quote-unquote compromise is actually a win, because yes. that's all the Little Sisters of the Poor have been asking for from the start. Just right. let them serve the elderly poor, let them have their own health care plan, and let's not have the government hijack their plan to say, well, you have to give away abortion-inducing drugs and pay for steril surgical sterilization and give away contraception, or we're going to fine you. And that just seems to be such an unreasonable position that the government has taken. And as I said, in these supplemental briefs, the government, the Obama administration, admitted that they don't have to hijack the Little Sisters plan in order to reach their goal of giving away free contraceptives. So all, all signs are looking good, um, but right. the, the, you know, there, there are still battles in the future to, to have a definitive win. So uh, what does it, a uh, couple core questions for you. Um, what does it mean for the other organizations associated with the Little Sisters of the Poor, EWTN, uh, even the Diocese of Pittsburgh, uh, whose name is on this, uh, or the bishop's name is on it, uh, Zubik. Um, what what does it mean for those organizations as well? And then also, it, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's the same for these other charitable organizations and uh, the Archdiocese of Pittsburgh, uh, other educational institutions. There are some Christian colleges that have been part of the suit. So uh, the Little Sisters is, you know, they're sort of the lead plaintiff. So right. um, everything I've said uh, that applies to the Little Sisters of the Poor also applies to these other religious organizations. That's fantastic. And lastly, just will this end up back at the Supreme Court, or can it end up back at the Supreme Court? I suppose it's possible, but very unlikely, because the court was pretty clear that they were pushing it down to these lower courts to resolve it. So I would say that would be, you know, this is already a very unusual case. I would say that would be highly unusual for the lower courts to then ping-pong it back up to the Supreme Court. So I would be surprised. Um, but I would just love to close by saying that uh, two of my girls volunteer with the Little Sisters of the Poor. And, you know, most nursing homes, I've been to other nursing homes, the Girl Scouts go and sing there or whatever. 
um, nursing homes tend to be kind of depressing places. They, you know, there's even like an odor in the air and it just, they seem to be sad places in general. The Little Sisters of the Poor nursing homes are the most unbelievably joyful places. They are so um, just even physically clean and uh, it's incredible to see these nuns so full of joy taking care of you know the poorest among us the elderly yes. poor and 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 the sisters said to my daughters the other day when we were there they they said well you know how midwives bring babies into the world these sisters said we think of ourselves as like the midwives on the way to heaven because nobody dies alone here in our nursing homes nobody dies alone we um but our face is the last face they see. We, we are with them. We hold their hands. We pray with them as they pass from this life to the next. So we are like the midwives for heaven. And it's just, these are the most beautiful women, and the government ought to just leave them <laughs> alone and let them serve. Yes, absolutely. Do you think that this will be resolved before or after the election finally, given it's, you know, given a final resolution to this before or after the November I elections? Think it's like, I think it's likely now that it won't be resolved until after the election. And any of your listeners who are concerned about religious liberty ought to take a long, hard look at the record of Hillary Clinton because she has the most extreme position on life and family and religious liberty. And uh, we know clearly what a Hillary Clinton administration would do on these issues. Excellent. Well, Maureen, thank you so much for your time uh, and uh, and all of your uh, all of your wisdom and knowledge on this uh, particular court case. We hope that it's the last time we have to talk to you about this particular case, but we hope to have you on many more times talking about these issues of religious liberty. All right. Good to be with you. Yes, thank you so much. This has been a special episode of WSFI Spotlight. Until next time, from all of us here at WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, thank you so much for listening, and God bless. We return you now to regularly scheduled programming.